Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, hello and welcome to episode 59 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here as always with Michaela. Michaela, how is it going? We are well into 2022 now. How's the year treating you? So far, year's treating me okay. Uh, I'm back being kind of a hermit in my house, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, trying to stay safe. Uh, numbers are rising. Uh, it feels like a comet might be coming towards the earth. I don't know. Um, it, it feels like something bad could be about to happen. That's true. That's true. And I'm feeling like a hermit myself. It's been very cold this week. Um, January, you know, not a lot coming out in the movie world. So taking this opportunity to get caught up on, you know, some of the uh, Oscar buzz films going on out there. Uh, this is a good time of year to do that. And a lot of them are available via your favorite streaming services. So have you been watching anything good? Are you getting caught up on any of this stuff? I am getting caught up on a bunch of series that I was into. So I finished Mayor of Kingstown, which is mm-hmm. real good. Um, it's about the prison system. It's got Jeremy Renner in it. Um, okay. Super good. Diane Weist. She's amazing. Love you, mm-hmm. Diane Weist. Okay. She's awesome. Uh, so that's really good. It's very dark. It's very adult. So, um, But it, it was good. It was very cathartic uh, in some ways. I finished Yellowstone season four, which, as you know, I'm a big fan of because of the Montana mm-hmm. and the, the, just the scenery is just as uh, its own character of sorts. And so that was really good. Um, and started to watch a bunch of Oscar worthy films. So we uh, finished tick, tick boom, which is awesome. Hope that gets okay. some good buzz. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course this week's film. Yeah, that's right. This week's film is uh, one generating some Oscar buzz. It's uh uh, already taken a few awards and has uh, people talking. So why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back and we will chat about this week's cocktail and, you know, get ready to dive into Oscar season with a good film. We'll be right back. All right. So this week's cocktail, it comes from the ediblejersey.com and it is called the Comet. It is aptly called the Comet. Uh, yeah. And what I, re- it's not the Dibiaski Comet. Right. Uh, we're not, that's we're right. Not... Yeah. It's not the Dibiaski comment. That one is that one's that one's a bad news comment. This is a this is a better news comment because it is a you make it, you drink it. It's delicious. So, yep. Uh, the world doesn't end after it hits uh, your palate. So that's real good. Um, and it and it actually tastes real good. Now, um, for those that don't know, it's got a couple of really neat ingredients that I had not uh, really heard of before, and maybe I'm just ignorant, but I was really excited because we got to try some new stuff. Um, it mm-hmm. is, it firstly calls for two ounces of Applejack, which is basically an apple brandy. Uh, mm-hmm. But you told me, Brian, and this was something new for me and maybe our listeners, is that Applejack has been around for a really long time. 
yeah, Applejack has been around for a very long time. So uh, it's it's kind of like self-described as like America's first spirit. And they started making it like way back, like way, way back, like in the early like 1700s. Um, and then, um, you know, it's it's kind of been around ever, ever since. So you might be able to find it. I think I think Laird's is the company that makes it. So you can still get that today or you can just find an Apple brandy. Um, it's going to, you know, get you get you to the same place uh but yeah applejack it, it's super old you know distilled from apples what's more american than that up in uh that's new york right. new, new york new jersey you have some apple cider that's not getting the job done when it's you know 20 degrees below zero and there's 19 that's feet right. of snow on the ground you need something a little stronger go for applejack and that's what we're using in this week's cocktail that's right so you're taking two ounces of that and you're gonna add an ounce of Dolan Rouge Vermouth. This is a sweet vermouth. I don't know mm-hmm. if you really need the Dolan Rouge. That is a brand. Um, if you get any uh, sweet vermouth, I think that would probably do the trick. Um, yep. But Dolan Rouge is nice. It's not really, really expensive and it tastes really good. We love sweet vermouth around here, especially since we did Groundhog Day and the mm-hmm. sweet vermouth with a twist of lemon. So enjoy that. So you're gonna take two ounces of apple juice, or, sorry, two ounces of Applejack, one ounce of the sweet vermouth, and then two dashes of Angostura bitters. And you're going to shake that up. Mm -hmm. You're going to put it into your glass. You're going to add a cherry. Cherry's going to go to the bottom and you're going to drink this. And, and you are going to the end of the world. <laughs> you, you are going to drink this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can serve this um, in like a martini glass or a coupe glass. Um, so basically what this is, two ounces of Applejack, one ounce of the vermouth, two dashes of Angostura. This is a Manhattan. It's just made with uh, Applejack or Apple brandy instead of whiskey. Um, so yeah, so if you know how to make a Manhattan 212, it's the area code of uh, Manhattan, so it's easy to remember. Uh, make this up and try it with the Applejack because it's really um, interesting. It gives it like an apple-y flavor. Um, the apple brandy we used was a little higher in ABV, so it was it was potent drink for sure. But the apple was uh, really lovely in there with the vermouth yeah. and the in the cherry. Uh, I really like this one, Michaela. Yeah, no, it, it was very good, and um, but it is very boozy. So I recommend only a couple of these, uh, or you know, make sure you eat something because it is three ounces of alcohol. <laughs> and that's it. So, um, it tastes real nice. I really like it. Um, I really, I hadn't had a Manhattan in a while, so mm-hmm. it was nice to kind of pair this with, uh, next to a regular Manhattan to see how the apple brandy kind of set it, set off the flavor a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. I think it's really great. And I think it's so appropriate. Um, because of the movie that we're watching. It felt like if the world was going to end and this was the only drink that you had, it isn't so bad. No, that's right. It is. It's not so bad. Well, uh, maybe it's a little bit bad, but the cocktail is very good. So, <laughs> the cocktail, there are definitely worse cocktails that you could have before the end of the world. That's that's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, so we have these made up. So let us know at home if you are a fan of Manhattans or if you've, uh, you know, been into Applejack, if that's one of your favorite things. Let us know all of that stuff because we're interested to know and we're interested to do more with uh, Applejack, Apple Brandy, because it is pretty delicious. So we have these made up. Why don't we take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about this week's film. Don't look up. Spoiler warning for Don't Look Up. If you've not yet seen Don't Look Up, you should stop right now. You should go press pause on this. Go make yourself up a comet with the beautiful Applejack that you have. Come back and we can chat about it. 
But I will say this, if you're in the middle of watching Don't Look Up and it feels very much like what is happening in the world right now, I don't think you're alone. And you probably should start drinking now because the movie doesn't end well or kind of ends well. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to think of the of the of a apocalyptic movie about a comet coming to hit the earth as ending well. It it does end. We'll say that. So <laughs> it does um, end. It does end. So yeah. So if you've not seen this, uh, you should go check it out. It just came out uh, very recently as of recording this. It's available on Netflix. Um, last I had seen it was like the most streamed movie on Netflix ever or something in the like in the the week that it came out. So that's pretty, pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, it just came out, was directed by Adam McKay and it stars a lot of people. Uh, but we're going to start with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence and go from there. Yes. Yeah, no, my, it, it, it's really amazing uh, because there's a lot of things that go into this film and we could talk about all the details of this film and it would be like a four hour podcast. So we're not going to be able to do that. But one of the things that I love is this opening scene. Um, Jennifer mm. Lawrence actually talks about it in an interview where she is looking at data and she's also listening to Wu-Tang Clan. And so mm -hmm. she's trying to, to like lip sync, sing and mouth Wu-Tang lyrics while she's like looking at, you know, uh, stars and aligned you know, kind of planetary events happening in the universe. And so uh, it's really kind of cool because they're uh, using that huge telescope um, mm -hmm. in at Michigan State and she finds something really cool. That's right. She but it's also some, really terrifying. <laughs> she she finds she finds something pretty cool. Um, it's a comet. Uh, you know, you have your cool comets like uh, you know Halley's comet that comes around every I don't know like super long time. Uh, that's a pretty cool comet. Uh, this comet though uh, is not so cool uh, because it is coming right at the Earth. And how do we know that? Uh, it's because she is there with her uh, doctoral professor. Uh, guy, right? Dr. Randall Mindy, who's played by Leonardo DiCaprio. And they start doing some sweet math on it. Uh, just like Catherine uh, Johnson and Hidden Figures, they are doing some sweet math on this. They say that comet it is coming right for us. It's going to get here in 30 days. It's like, I don't know, like eight kilometers wide and it's going to destroy the planet. Not no, a good look for this comet. No, but it's not 30 days. They, they say six months and like six, oh, and six a half months. months, something like that. Thank God for that, because they're like, OK, well, we have we still have no time. <laughs> right. And it's amazing because uh, that scene when they're like, OK, it's trajectory. Um, OK, so it's going to come down and then it and then it's the number's going to go down here. And then they're like, wait, why is the number going down? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, because it's getting closer. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> One second and kind of everybody in the room takes some deep breaths. Of course, Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, this is just a match made in heaven as far as um, just great hubris of of acting. Right. So Jennifer mm -hmm. Lawrence, she's like, oh, we're all going to die. I mean, we've got to figure this out. And of course, um, Dr. Mindy, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's like, you know, <laughs> he's like having palp heart palpitations. He's like, I got to call somebody. We got to. So they do. They start to try and get people uh, in the know. Of course, they do what scientists do. They go and try and like get it checked on, you know, with other telescopes around the world to say, mm -hmm. hey, are you seeing what we're seeing? Is the math checking out? Like, are we really seeing what we're seeing? Because this is huge. And um they end up going and talking to 
Dr. Oglethorpe, which is played by the wonderful Rob Morgan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's like of, the head of NASA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's some weird division of NASA, uh, which is funny because they actually flash like the badge of it and, you know, let you know that it's an actual thing. It's like it's like planetary, like defense coalition <laughs> division of NASA or something, or something wild. But yeah, Rob Morgan is excellent. He's like the unsung hero of this acting trope because of, of course, you have Leonardo DiCaprio, you have. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, but Rob Morgan is excellent in this. So they're talking to him. He's in this NASA division. They're like, okay, that sounds bad. Come to Washington, D.C. We'll talk to the president. We'll explain what's going on and we'll we'll figure out, right? We have six months to get rid of this thing uh, to figure out what we need to do. What can we do? Uh, we're going, going to meet the president. Um, and that goes about as well as going to meet the president in real life might go, I will say. So it depends on what you're asking for, I suppose. But yeah, they go, they wait like 13 hours after flying on a plane and then they don't get to see him or her. Uh, this guy comes out and at first you don't know who it is. It's the chief of staff played Mm -hmm. by the amazing Jonah Hill. He is a total, just not a good, he's the worst. He's the worst. Cause he's like, you're from Michigan state university. Like you're not even from like somewhere good. And he's just awful. Right. And yep. so they, they do finally, after like two or three days, they finally get some time uh, with the president who's played by Meryl Streep. And apparently Meryl Streep's uh, her name is uh, president Orlean. It's her son. That's this chief of staff. So that's really interesting. I don't know how they could make Donald Trump attractive, but they did because they made her, they made Meryl Streep be the president. It was, it's amazing. And I love that scene where she's like, they kind of take her down and they, they sit her down and they're like, look, it's a, it's, it's, it's a comet. Uh, We know it's coming. We know exactly when it's going to hit. We really need to do something. And she's like, huh. Well, the midterms are coming up, so maybe we should wait. I mean, yeah. she's like, that sounds like kind bad of a downer. News. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> we, we don't, don't want have, bad news. We don't want to have bad news before the midterms. Uh, so yeah, so she basically brushes them off. You know, not that big of a deal. Six months, we'll we'll deal with that later after the midterms, I guess maybe. Um, but you know, our our two scientists here, uh, Doctor Mindy and uh, Kate Dibiaski, they are still trying to get the word out. So they go on to like the cable news, like Good Morning America type thing, uh, which is awesome because uh, it's hosted by uh, Tyler Perry and Kate Blanchett are playing these uh, these characters. Uh, they're hilarious. They think that everything is amazing and a joke and they just laugh about everything. Uh, meanwhile, you know, <laughs> Dr. Mindy and Kate Dibiaski are like, uh, nope, world, world's going to end. Why are, why are you laughing? Why are you saying that this is great? Uh, what is wrong with you people? Uh, and they like, <laughs> yeah. cut to a, they cut to a commercial and Kate Blanchett's like, we just don't want people to feel bad all the time. Okay. What's, what's wrong with you? Yeah. I mean, at first were you, were you, I might've been alone when I saw this. Uh, but when I first saw this, uh, scene, I didn't even know it was Kate Blanchett because they have given her a prosthetic nose. They've given her caps on her teeth. She looks like Kate Blanchett, but not like Kate Blanchett. She's like a robotic version, like a, like a Stepford Wives version. And mm-hmm. Tyler Perry, he looks real weird too. Like they look, they, they, they look great. I mean, it's not that they I don't take it personally. You, you guys, I think look the way you're supposed to look, but it's a very kind of plasticky um, kind of, show that they're 
doing. And it really goes to show it. They, they're like, your, your comet, you've, you've named it and you've discovered it. And that's so great. And they're like, no, that is not the story. You're burying the lead. We're all going to die. That's the lead. Like we have to do something and the president's not going to do anything. We've got to figure this out. And they're like, well, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't, um, okay, bye. And so now poor Kate, Dibiaski, like they make a hundred memes about her, her boyfriend breaks up with her and then he writes about it and everyone's kind of cashing in on this kind of crazy talkness and, uh, and Dr. Mindy is kind of caught in the middle. He, you know, because he has the PhD at first there, they, they kind of give him more time of day. Uh, he, does better in the ratings. So they want to bring him back as like a science advisor. And it's just very tough because poor Kate is like, I'm just trying to let people know that yeah. there's a comet and it <laughs> is coming. And that's what we should be talking about. Not, you know, anything that's right. else. That's right. Yeah. Kate has the appropriate response, which is she has like a nervous breakdown because no one's listening uh, to these scientists that are saying the world's going to be ending in six months. But yeah. And Dr. Mindy is, he totally ends up being like the sellout because he is the quote unquote uh, hot scientist guy. Um, so yeah, he's on, he's on this like news show all the time. They end up taking him on to the white house when they're, you know, when the presidential like, um, uh, approval rating starts to go down. They're like, oh, we need to, we need to get on top of this. So they hire, uh, you know, Dr. Mindy comes on as like the chief, like science uh, liaison or uh, something like that. So he's, he's basically selling out, right. Has his family yeah. back in Michigan, doesn't care about them. He's, he's all on board for this new, yeah. this new, uh, uh, you know, fame lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. Well, and of course they're, they, they put a plan together. The white house kind of meets with a couple of other, uh, groups to kind of put this plan together. And of course, technology is the center of it. There is, um, there's this company called Bosch or Bash, Bosch. I'm not sure how they say it. Um, uh, I, th and I think it's, I think it's Bash because there is a Bosch and they probably would not have. Probably like, not. Yeah. Like not that, yeah. that, not to be, can. yeah. Yeah. Cut that, cut that out. Um, <laughs> Bosch is a great company and they make wonderful um, dishwashers. Um, so Bash, uh, owned in by Peter Irshwell or Isherwell, who's played by mm -hmm. the amazing Mark Rylance. I love him. Um, yeah. and he is got this, he's like this weird mix of like Steve jobs on like a lot of THC, like he's super calm and he's got this comb over kind of thing on his head mm -hmm. and, but he's real smart and he just kind of looks through people you think he's probably a sociopath because he doesn't seem to have any real connection to anybody. Yeah. And one of my favorite scenes is when he's trying to talk to people, he's like, we have a, we have a computer that basically will tell you how you die. And so he tells Dr. Mindy, who's like still trying to fight. He feels like he's fighting from within, right? He's like, look, mm -hmm. there's a, there's a real big problem. And how are we going to solve this? And Peter Urshawell is like, well, you're just afraid and you're going to die in a fiery ball of fear and, and death and, and it's going to be really bad. And then, of course, the president, uh, President Orlean is like, how am I going to die? And he's like, I think you're going to die from a Brosniak, but we don't know what that is yet. We don't have any, I don't know what that means, but that's what the data says. And so this Peter Isherwell guy, he's like, okay, we're going to, he's going to, he's going to 
supply the technology that they're going to use to try and go up and blow up the, <laughs> this comet into smaller pieces. And so then it maybe won't be a an apocalyptic problem it will just maybe kill half the earth i don't really know okay but right. it's science and that's what they think they're going to do yeah so so very real world so when they when they find out about this <laughs> they peter Isherwell, he's like he's like man there's a lot of a lot of valuable natural resources on that comet uh, those could come in handy for making me more billions of dollars uh, because the billions I have are not enough. So so the original plan is that they're just going to let this thing hit the earth and kill millions of people and then they can go and mine it. And then uh, they, they think about it for a while and they're like, well, maybe that's bad because it's actually going to kill everyone. It's not just going to kill, you know, a lot of people. It's actually going to kill everyone. So that's bad. So yeah. So the new plan is to go blow it up um, into some chunks. They can then those are going to hit the the earth. That's still going to kill millions of people, but you know that's more manageable, and we can go and get our riches to get the rich people uh, richer here from this comet that's uh, you know going to come and destroy all life on the planet. Yeah, what really is upsetting about this whole thing, but also rings very uh, close to home, <laughs> is that they actually have the plan in place, like th to go and like break it up and do the things that they're going to do to eradicate that entire comet. And literally after the launch, they're halfway there. And they're, and the guy's like, wait a minute, we could make some money off of this thing. Let's uh, bring everything back. And so all the comets and all the missiles that were going to go and blow it up, they kind of all turn down and go down to the ocean and you know, probably kill every life force that's underneath the water, which is great because we're all going to die in four months now, but whatever. And then it becomes this rights, like which country has rights to which elements and they care more mm -hmm. about that. Meanwhile, poor Dr. Uh, uh, Kate Dibiaski is like the world, like literally we are so, we're so far beyond the pale of being like screwed. Like we are, we're all going to die because we're, we're spending so much time wondering like who's going to benefit from this disaster that is going to change life and end life as we know it, that we're, we're, we're the, we can't see the forest for the trees. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, so that's the plan. I, there's some other really good highlights, as we mentioned, there's a, a ton of people in this. So, uh, so one of the plans when they decide they're going to go blow it up, they need to have an American hero because uh, they basically need someone to die because that's going to build up patriotism. So uh, we have Ron Perlman come in as like this retired, like army general or something. He's like all gung ho about going up and, you know, giving this comet hell, all this stuff. Uh, he's great. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Kate's having like this mental breakdown. So she just goes back to Michigan, right? She's not getting through to any of these people. She starts working at like, I don't know, it's like a cashier at this place, right? For the last couple months that the, the earth's going to be around. Um, and she runs into uh, some kids, one of them uh, by the name of Yule, who's played by Timothy Chalamet. Uh, excellent. I, he's so good. He's lighting the world on fire right now. And he has like this little like bit part in this, but he's so, so good in it. And they start talking, you know, uh, about religion and about, you know, what's important. Um, they just end right. up making out. And, you know, that's all you really want to do at the end of the day, I guess, when, right. when the world's about yeah. to end. So yeah, with a dude with a mullet, because he's rocking that mullet. I'll tell you what, it's like, oh, I, I mean, I can kind of get behind the mullet of Timothy Chalamet's sporting it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's not so bad. I mean, I don't know if he washes it. It doesn't look like he bathes a lot. I don't know. That character could probably use some work, but it's the end of the world. So who cares? Um, who cares? You know, they, they kind of connect. And I, I love that scene where they're kind of in this back dumpster area. Like they're in the middle of the road 
or behind like in this alleyway and they look up and she's mm-hmm. like oh my gosh she can see the comet that she could that she saw months and months ago uh, on her telescope now she can see it because it's come close enough for people to see and uh dr mindy also sees it and so they kind of reconnect now dr mindy he has left his wife and kids he's basically shacked up and had this torrid affair with um the the female from the Today show kind of spinoff parody mm-hmm. um yep. and he is looking up one night too and he sees the comet and he's like oh my gosh and it really starts to hit home to him like this is a really you've he's lost his way he needs to kind of refine himself and stick with you know what the original intent was which was the world is going to end so they start up this whole big social media campaign um this may be the one and only time i am a huge ariana grande fan because she's in it and she plays kind of a parody of herself i don't i don't know she plays this big singer who is she plays she plays herself basically yeah yeah basically but kudos to her she puts on this big concert as she does and in the middle of it she's like singing about please listen to the scientists because they know what they're talking about and it's amazing and um she's got like just like her (laughs) don't i she's got this really cool like coat on that's like exploding (laughs) and so she's like this comet thing and everyone is like look up just just look up look up and you can see you can see that this is real and then we got the president who has really cool red hats says don't look Mm -hmm. up and she and her son are campaigning all over the world i wish that this wasn't a parody of real life but it was and it is and she's like we're not gonna look up we're gonna look down we're gonna look down and keep going forward because everything's fine everything's fine the comet doesn't even exist we don't even know we don't even know what are they scientists telling us that science is real and nope just keep looking down and of course there's bunches of people who are like oh well you know the work that we're gonna do to eradicate and get ore from this comet is gonna create jobs so it's okay right and basically Kate Dibiaski's parents like completely disown her because she's a scientist and they don't want to discuss politics because it's science and politics. And so at the end, poor Dr. Mindy has to make some tough choices, right? At the end. Yeah. All the, all that's left at the end here are the, are the scientists. So you have, you have Kate, you have um, Dr. Mindy, uh, you know, they, they come back together. Um, Dr. Dr. Oglethorpe from NASA, comes in with them. Um, of, of course, Yule, Timothy Chalamet, uh, he comes, Dr. Mindy goes back to his family. He begs forgiveness um, at the end of the world. And uh, his wife is too kind, forgives him. And they all sit down and they have one kind of family meal together as the, as the, the world ends, because no one, no one listened to the scientists and uh, did all the things they could to save the world uh, because they, didn't want to look up and see this comet bearing down on them. So, so yeah, a tragic tale, um, a timely tale. Uh, definitely, definitely some uh, some good uh, social commentary and satire going on on here. Uh, now, of course, the president and uh, Peter Isherwell, who's you know running a bash, uh, whatever uh, thing, they get on their little spaceship, they get off off planet um, 
um, but doesn't it because doesn't of course end up going, there's going to be a that well right yeah yeah um, yeah some of course, sort of there's art be like type an of out, a thing right yeah. there's going to be an out for the super 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 wealthy and you know people and so when they realize that Peter Isherwell's plan to kind of I don't know go up they had I don't know there was like this drone plan they were going to go up and like get the ore and break it into the ocean or something. I don't know. It wasn't science because it wasn't peer reviewed and they didn't care. And so then it's an amazing scene because when even the people who are working at NASA or whatever, see that this is not working, they all kind of say, okay, I'm out. I got to go see my family because now it's too, the, the earth, it's too close to the earth for them to do anything about it. It's too late. Every, yeah. Everybody kind of goes and finds who they want to spend the rest of their, their, their life with, because it's going to happen very quickly now. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, they, there's this super arc kind of spaceship that's supposed to, you know, take 2000 folks up. And of course the president calls Dr. Mindy and says, Hey, do you want a spot? And he's like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to be with my whole family, you know? And, um, but she leaves her son, which is real interesting. I love the outtake of uh, the chief of staff. He's like trying to call for his mom, like because she's left him because she doesn't care about him. And, uh, you know, he's by himself in the middle of this NASA kind of control room. And he's like, oh, she's going to come. She'll come for me. It'll be fine. <laughs> and it's, it's not okay. fine. It is it's not a, fine. It's not fine. But yeah, so um yeah, they have the the family dinner and the world ends. The family dinner is really great. Um, Timothy Chalamet like leads them in like this very um, like agno- agnostic type of a prayer, uh, which is just really really fantastic. And they're talking about you know all of the the things that they've had and how lucky they've been to have the things that they've had. Um, they have they have a, a really sweet tangent about store bought apple pie, which was you know the the apple ingredient in today's cocktail. That's how that fits in. Um, and, and yeah, it, it's it's a very lovely sentiment at the end of this uh, movie that makes you want to pull your hair out because it's a lot like watching a Twitter feed run for a day. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a lot of despair, but I, I guess maybe you, you can take something away from it. I don't know, but that is don't look up Michaela. So like we said, this, this just came out, it's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. So um, it's on some short lists for picture of the year. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's on some short lists for actor of the year, um, best original screenplay. Um, I could see that being the case, uh, probably of the three, that's probably my favorite that I would, I would pick for it. But what did you think about this? So, uh, we both watched this very recently, obviously it just came out, but what were your uh, initial impressions of don't look up? Yeah, I think I, I will maintain that, uh, I watched this in the new year. So Coda was my favorite film of 2021. But mm-hmm. I think as far as like social commentary or commentary around current events, this film is probably one of the most important films to see. And it's unfortunate in some ways because it's a comedy um, where I, I, fe- I feel like some people would say, oh, the most important thing to be watching are documentaries right now. Um, but I think if we saw the real, if we were to do a documentary of what caused the end of the world in millions of years, uh, or maybe in 150 years, um, we would see something very similar to this now. And uh, we would be like, how stupid could we be? Like, how, how could we refuse to see science for what it is? And 
Um, this is a parody for climate change, but it can also be a parody for, um, you know, uh, the life cycle of a virus. It can be mm-hmm. a parody for a lot of things that's currently happening in the world um, today that, you know, you have opposing views and you have w- one view that's based in science and reality and one view that is based in what you would want rather than what is the reality. And it's really uh, beautifully done, this film, because it brings some very, very tough, very sobering topics to light mm-hmm. Uh, in a way that is funny, so it's more palatable to people, um, even if they don't agree <laughs> with it. Um, but I think it helps harbor and and be a catalyst for change. The one thing I would say is that when Dr. Randall Minnie at the very end, he looks around at the table and he says, "Think of it, think of it. We really did have everything, didn't we? I mean, when mm-hmm. you think about it, we had everything. And they're sitting around the table and they have food on their plate and they have a table to eat on and they have a very nice house and they have the people around them. You know, we in the world, we are given so much and we take so much of it for granted. And when anything threatens it, we're fighting so hard to hold on to it. We don't even think of the idea that we could lose it all because we're taking for granted the thing, the very thing that we're trying to keep. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts? Yeah, so so first off, just just in general, the the cast is excellent. Um, you know, seeing Leonardo DiCaprio in in this role, really in any role, is always amazing. It was great to see Jennifer Lawrence um, back doing some acting. Kind of the whole ensemble was great. I loved um, Mark Rylance, who played Peter Isherwell, uh, is fantastic um, in that role. So that was really great. There's there's some really um, really great looking kind of scenes when they pick them up to go to Washington DC and they're on, they come and pick them up in like this big, huge, like, like troop transport airplane. Um, and it's, it's just, um, it's just Leonardo and Jennifer on this, on this huge, huge plane. And they're just kind of looking around, like where are they supposed to sit? Because it's made to carry like, I don't know, like tanks and like thousands of people. And they're the only two people on it. Um, that's amazing. And when it lands and it opens up in Washington DC, that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, I like, um, Kind of the kind of the end when you're getting like the kind of intimate moments there between um, Kate and um, Timothy Chalamet's character. I forget his name. Yule. Yule. Um, when they're you know after they've kind of seen the comet and everyone's realizing that this was real and Kate wasn't full of it and they're like laying on like the hood of a car like in like some parking lot. I really like like that and they're just having like that conversation about you know what means what and you know what to believe and uh, things like that. I I like that stuff a lot too. Um, the writing is good. It's snappy. Um, I think I think as far as satire goes for me, some of it was a little bit too on the nose. I think uh, which makes it almost uncomfortable to watch at times. Um, so so there's there's that I guess. But yeah, I mean I I. I really liked it. I really like, um, you know, kind of the social commentary of uh, where we're at in the world. And yeah, it's, it's weird to watch. And uh, at the end, when it, when it's happening, you're, you're very torn about (laughs) what to, what to, what to feel about, whether you want them to, you know, this uh, harebrained 
you know, plan that they scheme up to make themselves richer. You're like, do I want this to work so everyone doesn't die? Or do I want it to not work to prove the point? I don't really know. I don't really know uh, what to think about it. But yeah, as, as far as movies go and social commentaries, uh, this one's really good. And um, yeah, hopefully it gets a lot of people uh, to watch it and maybe learn from it, take some things away. Like I said, it, it did very, very well um, on Netflix. Apparently they released the numbers for it and uh, it was looking good. So yeah, I guess we'll have to uh, wait and see. So uh, let us know if you watched Don't Look Up out there, if um, what you thought about it, what you thought about the acting, uh, what you thought about the story, let us know all that stuff. And if you make a comment to have while you're while you're watching it or while you're uh while you're pondering what it meant for the for the world and the world that we're living in uh let us know that let us uh get some pictures all that stuff and you can do that you can tag us on instagram and twitter it's at drink the movies and on facebook.com slash drink the movies uh if you want to get recipes of ours pictures of ours um you know get other recipe recaps all that stuff you can do that on our website which is www.drinkthemovies.com and since as far as we know there's no comets bearing down uh on the planet so you should probably spend your time uh you know getting subscribed to the podcast and leaving us some reviews where should they do that Michaela? You can all find us so far uh, until the end of the world on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere where Anchor Podcasts are distributed. We do two drops a week, so you should subscribe so you don't miss any of the good stuff. And uh, leave us a five-star review if you're liking what you're hearing. Um, We love building this community. We've got a lot of really cool things coming out in 2022. Got a lot of great movies and great cocktails to go over. So please do all that. That would be great. It really helps us get drink the movies out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so I guess with with that in mind, with uh, and you know this drink in hand, we can we can face whatever uh, gets thrown at us, Michaela. I guess, and uh, what is thrown at us right now is picking a new movie, and you know coming back next week to chat about it. So we'll talk to everyone next time on drink drink the, the movies. movies. We really did have everything, you know, when you think about it. The comet's named after you. Why do you get to say? <laughs>